to welcome you to New Creation Church, amen, whether you're a visitor, member, whatever you are, I want to welcome you at this time, amen, and we are grateful for what God is doing in this place, hallelujah, hallelujah, before we get started, it's a trip, um, it's a trip because, um, I know God about to do something, amen. amen. Uh, uh, whenever it's a struggle, whenever it's a fight, I kind of get excited a little bit. And the devil been tripping this week, y'all. He's been tripping, he's been trying to bother me this week, amen. I rebuke you, Satan. That's why I got on my shirt today. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow, not ever, not next month, not next week, not next year, nothing. Not today, Satan. He is tripping. And me and Lady Thomas, like, never really argue. We got into a little argument Saturday, amen. <laughs> It wasn't even that deep. We got to a little argument. She mad and I'm mad and she's mad at me. I'm mad at her. I'm like, man, yup, Sunday gonna be good. Yup, Sunday gonna be good. We got a little argument and then, then, then we get to church this morning. The whole music thing just shut down. Like she used for the music just shut down at 1128. We couldn't even start. We in here. We're like, we're gonna have to pray or something. We couldn't even get the music going until about 1145. I'm like, yup, yeah, it's gonna be good. Church gonna be good. Amen. So you gotta know that when you face an opposition, God about to do something, God about to bust a move because the enemy is coming. He's scared by what he sees. Yeah, so you gotta be ready to face opposition. Amen. Yeah. So I want to encourage you with that encouragement this week. So I'm excited and I just don't know what God's gonna do today, but I'm all for it. Amen. 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 So as you all know, we in a series called My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me. Amen. 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 Y'all stand up real quick. I got a couple verses to read. And we're going to dig into this thing. You have your Bible, your phone, whatever you have. Romans 7 is where we're going to be at today. And uh, verse 22 and 23 is the two ones I'm going to read. And it states this. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. If you don't mind, shake somebody's hand and say, my mind playing tricks on me. Yeah, my mind is playing tricks on me. Make sure you shake up people hands up both of them. Both sides are yep. My mind is my mind too. It's playing tricks on me. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You already know what it is when you hear that beat come on. Amen. The ghetto boys. <laughs> Somebody already know what I'm talking about. Changed the landscape of hip-hop. At that time it was East Coast and West Coast. They had all the stars. And out of nowhere. This group from Houston comes out of nowhere and they say, uh, uh, we make a song called My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me. Now, the Ghetto Boys, a group that existed of three people, uh, Scarface, Willie D, and Bushwick Bill, God rest his soul. And they made a rap song, y'all, about having mental health issues. And they're wow, a rap song about having mental health issues. Okay, Scarface is the drug dealer. He's snapping on his mama, he's snapping on his girl, he's paranoid, he's thinking somebody about to kill him, he's looking out the window. At one point in the song, he says, I can't cope. I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope. He's struggling. He's out of his mind. Then you go to Willie D, the next one. Willie D's a gangster. He's thinking about all the people he done beat and cheated and got over on. And he's paranoid. He's driving everywhere. He felt one person, one time he thought some people were trying to kill him. It was three crippled blind people. He's like, I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. And then Bushwick Bill, who had my favorite verse on the song, and he said, Halloween fell on the weekend. So me and Ghetto Boys were trick-or-treating. Robbing little kids for bags, like y'all, y'all too safe for that. Y'all know that, okay, okay, okay. Y'all know Bushwick, okay, okay. But that was my jam when I was little, amen. And Bushwick was going trick or treating on Halloween, and he came across a man. He said he's six or seven feet, and that's the brother I be seeing in my sleep. Now Bushwick is a midget, so you see somebody six or seven feet, they a giant. So Bushwick said it's cool. 
drop these fifth four beads on him. We'll go ahead and knock him out and, and, and handle our business. But then he woke up. He said, I looked around and wasn't even close to Halloween. My hands is bloody because I've been beating on the concrete. My mind is playing tricks on me. So everybody's tripping throughout this song, but I got to give Brother Scarface a little bit of credit. Amen. Why I got to give Scarface some credit? Because in the midst of this song, he says this. Check this out, y'all. He says this. Uh, I can't keep my hands steady because I'm nervous. Every Sunday morning, I'm in service. Praying for forgiveness yeah. and trying to find an exit out the business. Yeah. I know the Lord is looking at me, but yet it's still I feel I'm not happy. Trips me out. He's going through what he's going through. He's drug dealing, paranoid, ready to kill somebody, but he still, he still know he needs Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 he's going through everything he's going through, but he said, I still need Jesus. I'm in Sunday every service. Don't miss this real quick. He said, I got a lot of money, but I ain't got no peace. Wow. I got cars and I'm balling, but I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm going through everything I'm going through, but I still need some Christ's love. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were at our worst, Christ seen us at our best. Amen. When we was down and dirty, he seen us lifted up high. He seen what he has for us. So I love that about Brother Scarface as I dig into my intro. So today we are in this Pauline text. The Apostle Paul is writing the church in Rome, y'all. And, and, and don't think about the Catholics and the Vatican. No, this is the church at Rome. This is the beginning when it all started. And chapter 7 is a peculiar text. We're going to start with verse 14 and go on down. But Paul was talking about, and this is the header in my Bible in chapter 14. It says, struggling with sin. Wow. The, the header is struggling with sin. I don't care who you are or what you've been through. Everybody is struggling or struggling with sin. Amen. You don't think you high and mighty. No, no, no. You all of us have some struggles. Amen. Until we get to heaven and get new bodies, Christ is going to give us glorified bodies. So until I get this new body, Jesus is talking about I got to fight with my flesh. So the Apostle Paul was writing this letter to the church in Rome, and this is the last letter he actually written. So the Bible is not in, in chronological order how we got it. After Acts comes the book of Romans, but it was actually the last letter Paul wrote. So Paul wrote this to my professor. Shout out to Mike Smith, one of my favorite professors when I was in school. So the book of Romans is the greatest book in the Bible ever written. And he felt this way because it tied the Old Testament to the New Testament. It showed how God was, his laws, and all this stuff. It showed how Adam sinned. It called Adam the, 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 Adam the first son, and it called Jesus the second Adam. Because Jesus came to redeem us from Adam's mess up, amen? Yeah. So he says, he says the greatest book. So Paul gives us all this wisdom in the book of Romans in the beginning of chapter 7. Y'all know me, I, I, I don't believe in sloppy preaching. I got to give you a little pretext before I jump into the context. So, 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 so chapter 7, it starts off. He said that we are free from the law of sin. We free. He said we free from the Ten Commandments. We 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 free from the six hundred and twenty-three commandments and ordinance that God gave his people. We free from all of that. His analogy was that when a woman is married, she bound to her husband. So when you marry, that's your husband, you bound to them. But then he says this, but when the husband dies, she's free to marry whoever she wants. She no longer she can't be considered an adulterer because she's free. So what Paul is saying is check this out that when we die, when Christ died, he freed us from the law of God. Now we're free from the law of God. Now that we are married to Christ, he's given us strength to bear fruit now. He's given us strength to have a relationship with him. We're free from all the laws because we got grace in Christ. Yeah, don't miss that. Don't miss that. But so if you know that, that means Jesus didn't die for us to have raggedy lives. Praise God in the church. Praise God in the church. He didn't die, shed his blood for us to have raggedy lives. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, 
something, you expect to get what you pay for, praise God. If I pay for my food, I expect it to be hot and good, praise God. Amen. If I pay for it, that's what I expect. Uh, last night, I went to BW3, gave me craving BW3. I said, cool, I got you. been asking. I called in ahead of time. They tell me it's going to be 20 minutes. This happened last night. 20 minutes. I said, cool. Well, I'm going to go get me something to eat while we wait till 20 minutes. I go get my food, get it, got my food. About 20 minutes that went by. We go inside. I say, my name is George. Is my order ready? And they say, no. What you mean, no? Okay, cool. Cool. I'll, I'll wait. We sit there. The game starts. We had had time in the game. First quarter, second quarter, we didn't watch. I done went back up there. I said, excuse me. I had one order of wings and a fry. As my food ready, I've been here almost 50 minutes now. And they said, hold on. Can y'all drop a fry in the back? We got an out-of-go order. <laughs> you just now dropping my fry? Cool. So they come up to the window, and now they give me my receipt. And they say, yes, it'll be such and such and such. I'm not paying full price. I'm not even a picky person. But you didn't have me wait 50 minutes for one order. Man, I'm sorry, I get it, I get it. What I'm saying is when I pay for something, I expect to get what I pay for. Yeah. If I pay for a car, I expect it to run. If I pay for this, I expect it to do this. So Jesus paid for us with his life. The Bible says, don't go trip. You are bought with a price. He shared with his blood. So he paid for us with his blood. He expects us to live for him and to bear fruit. So then Paul get real deep. He asked himself, well, since, uh, since we're free from the law, is the law sin then? Since, since Jesus died, he freed us from the law. Is the law sin? And, and Paul said this, God forbid, I say, uh, oh, heck, nah, 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 nah. You, the law can't be sin. God can't be sin. It doesn't make sense. Paul said this, how would I know sin unless I had the law? How do I even know what sin is? He said, so God said, do not covet. I didn't even know I was coveting. And to God said, do not steal. I didn't even know I was stealing. And to God said, do not commit adultery. I didn't even know what it was. The law really just showed was already in my heart. That's what God had to make it so we can have a standard and a code to live in because we would be doing whatever we wanted to do. So the law ain't bad. It just showed me who I really was. So now, so now we jump up in 14. Check this out. And read this. Check this out. It says this. So the trouble is not with the law for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really have to stop right there. We can all agree the law is good. It's good. We can all agree to that. But Paul said the problem is I'm a slave to sin. The Bible says nothing good dwells in my flesh. So I have to already know where my mind is that nothing good dwells in me. I don't care if you're six or 106. You're going to struggle with your flesh yeah. until the day you die to leave this earth. Amen. Yeah. So we're going to have to deal with our flesh. But until we accept Jesus. Christ is our Lord and Savior and get to know him in the suffering of his sin and get to know him so we can reign with him. We will always be a slave to sin because Christ was designed to free us from sin. But look at verse 15. It says this. I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right but I don't do it. Instead I do what I hate. Wow, wow, wow. That's what my mind gets to play tricks on me. Did Paul just say something that tripped me out? I don't really understand myself. Okay, y'all, we're the real people. I'm going to talk to the real people. So I have some fake people up here. So I, I need some real people in the back. Thank you. Thank you, sister. That, that sometimes I don't really understand myself. Sometimes I'm a trip. How do I do what I hate? How do I, how do I hate it but I do it? How am I motivated one minute and then I'm lazy the next? Uh, I, I just don't understand that. How, how does it make sense to me? How, 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 how do I got strength one minute and I'm weak the next? I don't understand myself. How do I don't want to do it, but I do do it? How I feel like I'm on top of the world today, but then I can't get off the ground tomorrow. It's a trip because I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ, but something in me is making me do things that I don't want to do. I'm struggling. Uh, I know what is right. I know what God said, but I'm doing the complete opposite. In Acts 
actuality, I'm doing what I hate to do. It's crazy because this is real. You can hate sin but have a passion to do it. Amen. I'm saying again. You can hate sin. Y'all acting too holy for me today. Yeah, you can hate sin but have a passion to do it. Okay, okay. You said you hated him but you still living with him. Oh, praise God. Amen. You can hate sin but still have a passion to do it. So we need help from God because we all jacked up. Our mind is messed up. So Paul was going through some things, y'all. He's trying to explain this. He says, let's check this out. Verse 16. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing it. It is sin that is living. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. It's apostle. Paul, bipolar. Is, is he tripping? Is he tripping? He's saved, but he said, you know what? I got some issues. I'm saved, but I, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I take two steps forward, then I take two steps back. I go back, back, then I go forth and forth. I'm going back and forth. And y'all ain't feeling me. Can, can, you, can you help me out? 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 My mind's telling me no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But my body. Yes, yes, yes. yes my body. Yes. Tell me. Yeah, I don't be shouting out too far. I don't want to shout out. Y'all don't start choir here. Is that Kanye? I don't want to start choir here. But, 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 Brother Kale said something. My mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. And it's messed up. He said, I don't even want to hurt nobody. So check this out. My mind could be telling me no, but my body still want to do what my mind said don't do. That goes to show you how crazy and messed up our minds are can get us in all kind of trouble. Amen. That, 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 that my mind is messing me up. So we got to get a fixture on our mind. See, we're in, a, we're in a time and an age where we will never experience freedom if we're not honest about our sins. Amen. Yeah, yeah, you got to be honest. We in a day and age where we like to intellectualize our sins. We like to think about it, intellectualize it, and say what we know and everything else. You know, so, so, so we we so messed up. We let a five year old pick that gender. Come on, Come on now. Come on, we let little kids pick that gender. I'm sorry, you still pee in the bed. How you make a life decision? My sheets smell like pee. How you get to make that decision? How? I mean, anybody got kids? No, my kids make the wrong decisions every week from the oldest to the youngest. Y'all make several wrong decisions, so you mean to tell me that you, the kids, is right and God is wrong? Come on, come on now. You know what? We just gonna have an open marriage. You know what I mean? You do you, I do me. We come together, we live together, we live our life. That's how we gonna do. No, it's not an open marriage. It's complimenting adultery. We like to intellectualize our sin and put our own spin up it instead of what God is saying. We like to put our own spin up and say, this is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, the Bible says this, the hearts are deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it but the Lord? Deceitful. Y'all know what deceitful is? Deceitful ain't just lying, y'all. It's a little bit deeper than that because if I'm lying, I'm lying. Somebody lying, so you know what they lying. Well, you know that you, you tell a bold face lie. You know what kids do. You lie, you lying. But deceitful is something else. Deceitful says, I'm going to mix a little bit of truth with a little bit of lie. It's going to sound so good. You're going to believe it. Praise God. Okay. And guess what? Our hearts do the same thing to us. Our hearts make a little bit of truth. It ain't really that bad what I'm doing. It ain't that. I ain't really, I'm lying a little bit, but I ain't really lying. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. Our hearts will deceive us and mess us up. So we got to be careful. So the Bible says this. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. So in this process of guarding our hearts, we also got to guard our minds too. Amen. And I'm going to show you how they connect a little later. I'm going to prove it to you. But, but something 
somebody say self-defense. Self-defense. Self-defense is something we have to learn. Now, now, now this is for my people. Now, if you hoop, this is probably one of the most disrespectful things anybody can say. When you're on a basketball court, y'all playing y'all playing the game, and you get the ball, and they say self-check. I don't think they're fighting words right there. Self, y'all know what self-check is. Okay, self-check means this, that, that they when you get the ball, they say you are such a non-factor. You're not a threat. We'll let you shoot, we'll let you dribble, we'll let you pass. You either go miss or you go turn the ball over. We don't even care what you're doing. So, so, so you got self-defense on yourself. You guard yourself. We don't even concern about you. But in my Christianity, in my walk, I gotta flip it. I gotta be self-checked. I gotta guard myself from the enemy. Because guess what? My mind can trick me. Yeah. The devil can trick me. Other people can trick me. My own feelings can trick me. So I got to be willing to guard myself. If we want to be a threat against the enemy and his kingdom, I have to guard myself, which means I have to guard my mind and my heart so I don't fall into temptation. Amen. Okay, 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 okay. If that person number, every time they call you and your knees get weak, <laughs> you got to block that number. You might have to change your number. Praise God. Amen. I got to self-guard myself. Okay. 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 If you, if, if, if every time I talk to you, you put me in a state of anxiety, depression. I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. My head is hurting. I'm going through all this. I can't talk to you. I got to protect my mental peace, baby. I got kids to raise. Amen. I got to help. I got a family to take care of. If you put me in a bad space continually, I got to keep my, I love you, but I got to keep my distance from you. Uh, 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 uh. If I have a problem with lust, I can't watch all the sex scenes on the shows. Right. Praise God, man, like some walls. I can't watch all that stuff. Why? Because if you get me starting with a show, and later on, I'm looking at porn and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. I got to guard myself and protect Real. myself. Real. I got to play some self defense. Yeah. I got to guard myself because if I'm struggling with drugs or alcohol, and I, mean, I can't go where everybody else to do that stuff at. Because if I gotta be, if I'm around y'all and I cause me to fall, I might gotta keep my distance from a week, a month, a year, whatever it takes. So when I go around y'all, I'm not falling in that same sin. Yeah, because check this out, my mind plays so many tricks on me that I can't let my thoughts run wild, even though my mind is free. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should post that one, there, man. Yeah. That I can't let my thoughts run wild, even though my mind is free. We got free will in our mind, but that don't mean I can't let my mind go everywhere it wanna go. Going. So when the devil is trying to tempt me, I dare you to tell yourself, self-check. Self-check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the devil is trying to check me and get me off guard, I tell myself, self-check. Why? Who knows my weaknesses better than me? That's it. So if I know my weaknesses, who better to guard them than me? Yeah. So we gotta be understanding we have to guard ourselves from the enemy, amen. So so look at verse 19. Paul still on this rant. He says this: I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. <laughs> but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not the one doing it wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. Wow. My God. Hey, hey, Paul said something right there. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I'm tripping. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. Amen. Y'all can't act holy here with me today. Praise God. Amen. We're getting free today in the name of Jesus. But, but, but if I don't want to do what is wrong, it's not really me. It's sin living in me. Did Paul just say, I got some Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde going on? <laughs> All right, y'all, we're 35 and over. Y'all a little bit don't know about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay, I feel y'all feel you. You might know who Sherman Clump is and Buddy Love. Praise God. Amen. You might know who Sherman Clump and Buddy Love. Who is that? Anybody seen another professor here? Praise God, praise God. So we see that. So we see Dr. Sherman Clump. 
what is he? He's a genius. He's a gentleman. He's a prestigious man, law-abiding citizen. He just got, he's brilliant. He got all these things going on. But his problem is he's not too keen with the ladies. He's out of shape. He, he can't really talk to the girls how he wants to, so he's struggling. And then so he says, you know what? I'm going to invent this potion. I'm going to take it. And when he took it, he became Buddy Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Love was a different person. Buddy Love was a different breed. Buddy Love was arrogant. Bloody love was disrespectful. Buddy love didn't care who he hurt and did whatever he wanted to do, but he still had Sherman's brilliance. Wow. We gotta be careful because sometimes we're too smart for our own good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of plowing to your purpose, you take shortcuts to get there. That's another sermon for another day, praise God. But 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 Buddy Love is totally different from Sherman, but he's the same person. He was living in them all the time, but he didn't know it to his physical his physical uh, shape change. So what is Paul saying? Paul's saying, look here, I love Jesus. I'm an apostle. I lay hands on the silk. One time a dude fell out a window, I laid hands on me, came back to life. One time a poisonous snake bit me. I shook it off and threw it in the fire. Everybody was waiting for me to die, and then nothing happened to me. I, I know God for real. He says, I got called up to the third heavens one time. I know God for real. Me and Jesus is tight. We like Jordan Pippen. We, we be tight. We like uh, ham and cheese. Me and Jesus is tight, 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 tight. But I got some buddy love in me. And every now and then, buddy love pops up in my mind. Yeah. It has me desiring things that will lead my life to destruction. Uh, help us. Yeah, yeah. Buddy love has me thinking about things that if I act on them will leave me in turmoil. Yeah. Mm. Buddy love has convinced me that I can calculate a plan to satisfy my flesh. I'm going to love it. And just like Sherman, when we let buddy love have his way, we left with regrets. When we let Buddy Love have his way, something bad gonna happen. All right, y'all, 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 homie, it's cool. I, okay. okay, Sherman had Buddy Love pass that homie G. Praise God, amen. And, and, and homie G was a trip. Homie G kept some green. Homie G loved the smoke drove. Y'all call it gas or whatever. So, bye, we call it drove. My dad loved the smoke drove. Homie G hung around OG. Homie G used super little serve. Homie G had a lot of girls, a lot of all kind of stuff. Homie G all kind of stuff. Homie G was running around doing a little bit of everything, whatever he could. And homie G, and if I let homie G come up in me, because it was, it was a homie G before it was a Pastor George, praise God. So we all got something in us. And if I don't subdue that person, if I don't buffet my flesh and submit it to God, that person will rise up in me That's good. and leave me That's good. with regrets. That's good. That's good. That's good. So let's look at Paul. Paul said this, I have discovered the, this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. And that's where a lot of us be when I walk with Jesus. Yeah. See, salvation is instant. We come to good God. I believe you are. I believe you're your son. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he died, rose from the grave. I believe all that. I, I'm saved. You're my Lord and my Savior. I confess my sins. I'm a sinner. I need you. That, that's the easy part. That's salvation. But sanctification is a process. You got to learn how to become Christ. You gotta learn, okay? I use myself as an example again, so I don't, I don't mind. I, I, I know what God can do. I believe in Jesus when I was a little kid, but I say I didn't get a relationship with Christ until I was 23. Yeah. It was when I turned 23 that I realized that I had to deal with some issues in my life. Yeah. It was 23 is when I said I didn't just make him my savior, but I made him my Lord. Yeah. But guess what? I was 23, so I had 23 years invested in Satan's kingdom. Ah. Yeah. Good. I had a lot of time doing everything I wanted to do, so I had to unlearn things. Yeah. That I thought were true. That's good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart and flesh had gone find the things that were outside the will of God. Yeah. It was things that my heart loved, that my flesh loved, but they wasn't in God's will. Yeah. So I had to do something about that. I love God with my heart, but I do what is wrong. I love God with all my heart, but I'm still sitting here depressed. Sometimes I'm tripping, I'll be having suicidal thoughts. Sometimes all kind of stuff running through my mind, but I love God with all my heart. So this can't be God's will for my life, so my mind must be playing tricks on me. I, I love God with all my heart, but I'm promiscuous. I'm sleeping around, I can't help it. I think this is my husband or my wife, and I stand away so I get married. I'm not going to do it no more, but they say the right thing, they have me in the right place, and I get caught up and I fall. But I love God with all my heart, and it's a trick because that person that was supposed to love me didn't really love me, and now that they was good in the bed and back on my head, now my mind is playing wow. tricks on me. Wow. I love God with all my heart, but I got some anger and malice in me, and it's a trick because I just sometimes I want to hurt myself, sometimes I want to hurt other people, sometimes I want to hurt people that ain't even got nothing to do with. I'm so messed up in the mind, but my mind is playing tricks on me, and, and sometimes I'll be tripping, Pastor, and I want people to struggle how I struggle. I'm sick of seeing them. They're like they're living good and living their dreams and living their life, and I hate it because they got everything going on. And it's a trip that I'll be careful because your mind will have you comparing yourself to stuff you ain't got no things comparing to. Because all you see is their glory, and you don't see their story. You don't know what they had to go through to get there. But my mind is so messed up that I should be coming to you for help. But instead, I'm hating on you, and you can help me. My mind is playing tricks on me. And then we see a shift in Paul's text. He figures out why he's tripping, y'all. He figured out why my mind is playing tricks. Look at what Paul says. He says this, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Yeah. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Wow, look at verse 23 real quick. He said there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Wow. This is the cue for the perfect people leave the building right here. Praise God. Amen. You perfect, you go ahead and step out. But what he said it's a war in my mind. Yeah. That's, that's some strong words right there. As I, as I was preparing for October some months ago, I had a whole new series made, whole new thing, and God shifted me and said, no, we gonna, you need to do my mind just playing tricks on me. I was like, well, God, you're going to have to show me this thing. So I began to read this word and pray. The Holy Spirit came, and he said this, the reason my people struggling with sin so much, check this out. They don't realize how I wired them. Y'all mind, you want to pastor teach for a minute? Uh, let, let me teach for a minute. He said, they, they don't know how I wired them. He says, I'm a triune God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm a triune God. The Bible gives us this analogy quite a few times when he talks about the three. Check this out. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 says this. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three-four cold core, excuse me, is not quickly broken. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this Wednesday. Marriage. Your marriage should be God, husband, wife. Yeah. The three of you together make a cord that can't easily be broken. Yeah. That that one can be overpowered, two can stand, but the three can't be broken. That's why marriage will succeed if it's God, husband, and wife. When it comes to raising a family, don't get it twisted. No, this is no judgment. No, nobody's judging because we had kids out of the way a lot. But the way God designed it was for husband, wife, children. This is the way he designed it so it will work how he intended for it to work. Because it's a whole unit. It's in threes. Try you. I'm going to show you. So look at first, first John 5. Check this out. Look what it says. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. 
And these three are one. Yeah. And the three are, and there are three that bear witness on earth: the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree as one. So God is saying the three agree as one. But check this out: He also said this: our hearts and our minds and our souls agree as one. So He said in Deuteronomy the first time God gave the commandment of this. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 and 7, but I'm going to give it to you in the gospel. And Matthew 22, look what Jesus said. Jesus said that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Why would you say not only is it the first commandment, but the great commandment? Check this out. This is what God told me. If my mind wants it, my heart loves it, and my soul becomes attached to it. My God, I'm saying again. If my mind wants it, my heart, now my heart loves it, now my soul becomes attached to it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, back in 02, went to Riverside Park, Prince died at a little party, and, and I seen Lady Thomas over there looking good, and, and it's back in 02. And my mind wanted her, praise God, amen. So I'm like, how you doing? I ain't seen you in a long time. How are you, Miss Lady? Uh, it's good to see you today. This is back O2, amen. And so my mind wanted her, so we get together, we move on life, we have a child and all this. Now I love her, now I want her to be my wife. See, it started with my mind, but now I love her, now I want more, I want her to be my wife. Then we get married, and what does the Bible say? The two shall become one, one flesh. So now our souls are tied. Yeah. Wow. 
we're all going through because of a conversation that started in her mind. And you know what it said? It said when she saw that the fruit looked good, was pleasing to her eyes, and it desired to make her wise. See, the devil was, because he knows this. If I got your mind, if I got you thinking about it enough, your body's soon going to react. If I get you thinking about it enough, it's going to seep into your heart. And if I can let it seep into your heart eventually and you don't do nothing about it, it's going to seep into your soul. So the enemy gets us jacked up. He gets us messed up in soul ties with drugs, with money, with people, with anything we can think of outside of God's will and put it on the throne of our life. See, when I love God with all my heart, I'm secure in his love because he loved me just how I am. He loves me with my flaws and all and loves me unconditionally. So it doesn't matter what I look like or how I feel. I know God still loves me. He provides me a peace of mind. When I was at war with God, I didn't have no peace. But now he gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding. My mind has peace now because I give it to God. He's controlling my thoughts now. So now it's pleasing to my soul. I'm spiritually and emotionally anchored in God. I'm living a healthy life. But when I'm not, I become my worst old enemy. Because my mind plays tricks on me. So look at Paul right here real quick and we almost done. Paul says this. Oh wait, wait, wait. Verse 24. What a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Once I let the enemy have his way in my life, I feel crushed. I feel hopeless. He says, I am condemned. Who is who? I'm a miserable person. I don't feel good. I feel hopeless because my life is controlled by sin. Who will free me from this life? I need to answer this question because I feel doomed. And then he says this in verse 25. Thank God. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Y'all miss y'all shot this thing. He's going through all this. He has a war in his mind. Paul is tripping, going through everything. And then he says, Thank God. Yeah. Thank Somebody behind, thank thank God. It's cool. The answer is in Jesus Christ. Our Lord. So you see it is I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Uh, uh, I thought y'all were going to get hyped, so it's cool. It's cool. I got to break it down. Thank God. Okay, okay, okay. Thank God. Okay, back in back some years ago, was a little girl named Erica that lived in Philadelphia. It was a little girl named Erica, and she was kidnapped. So the people that kidnapped her lived in her neighborhood. They, they, they knew her and her family. They said, you know what? We're going to take this little girl for a ransom. So what they did is they got some duct tape. They taped up her eyes, they taped up her mouth, and they taped up her hands and her feet. They took this little girl and put her in a basement in a building, a basement in a house in the neighborhood. So everybody's looking for Erica. They don't know what to do. They're confused. Everything's going on. They're looking for Erica. And then while Erica's down there, somehow this little girl said, you know what? I got to get resourceful. I got to figure out how to save my life. This little girl bit her way through some duct tape. Now, we all know duct tape is some pretty strong stuff. Amen. She bit her way through some duct tape. Once she bit her way through the duct tape, she then bit it off her hands. Yeah. Once she off her hands, her hands became free. Yes. Then she said, you know what, now I can take the duct tape off my eyes. She took it off her eyes. Yes. Then she took the duct tape off her feet. Now the little girl is free, but she's in the basement. She needs to see what she's going to do. She's looking around. She finds something to break the window. She breaks the window, climbs out the window, goes to the neighborhood house, says, call the police. I have been kidnapped. The little girl was left forgotten and dead. Jesus. But she said, I got to make a way out of no yes. way. So she gets to the neighbor's house, y'all. They find out who the kidnappers are, arrest them, and now Erica and her father are sitting on her uncle on celebrating freedom on, on, on the news. So look at verse 24, it said this, I was a miserable man. Who can save me from this life? Sometimes we in bondage. Yeah, exactly. My mind can become an 
mentally because guess what? When my mind is not in the right place, I'll run to the wrong things. Praise God. Amen. So my mind can be jacked up. And he says, you know what? Our God wants to, the devil's so slick, he wants to pull us away from anything positive. If it's our family, if it's our friends, if it's our church family, if it's our love, or whatever is positive in our life, his job is to pull us away from them things and get bondage. Yeah, yeah. He wants the kids to raise themselves and watch YouTube and listen to music all day. He don't want you interacting with your kids. He don't want you teaching them about God and, and talking to them and showing them life. And the devil don't want none of that. So anything that is positive, he tries to keep us away from that by putting us in bondage. Then check this out. It's a trip because we need to respond like Erica did. Yeah. We need to use our resourcefulness. Yeah. See, because sometimes we get in bad situations. Yeah. Sometimes we are struggling and fighting with the battle of our mind. Right. But we must be willing to work and get rid and get free from our struggle. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I know if I'm struggling, but I can still thank God. Going through, y'all. He's been saved, loving God. He's writing in the Bible. He said, You know what? I love God with all my heart, but I'm going through a struggle. But at the end of the day, I know that I don't understand my problem for me, but I thank God because my answer is in Jesus Christ. Yes. And that's all I can tell you today. Thank God my answer is in Jesus Christ. He's the beginning and the end. Thank God my answer is Jesus Christ. His thoughts are above my thoughts and his ways are above my ways. Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ. He gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank God. It's Jesus Christ. If my mind is playing tricks on me, I can turn to God and give it to him. Thank God for Jesus Christ. All I need to know is that my strength is made perfect in his weakness. So I can thank God for Jesus Christ. So no matter what I'm going through, how bad I may seem low, and what my mind may think, I can turn to his word and still thank God for Jesus Christ. Yes, thank you, Lord. Because if I begin to thank him as Jesus Christ, then I realize he's the answer to all my problems. I begin to minimize my issues, minimize my struggles, and minimize my failures because I can magnify my God. So we got to learn to thank God in the midst of it. Sometimes we can't get free because we don't know how to thank him enough. Uh, Let me tell you, spend time and time hyping everybody here. Why? Because you said you got to learn how to thank God. Because God honors that he inhabits the praise of his people. He needs to be told thank you. Why? Because without him, we're not breathing. Without him, I can't see. Without him, I can't walk. I can't talk. I can't brush my teeth. Without him, I can't do anything. So in the little stuff, I'm really going to thank him. But when he gets me free from some sin, when he eliminates some people out of my life, when he gets me out of bondage, when he gives me another chance, no, I didn't deserve it. When I'm saying, Lord, forgive me again, it's me again. When I said I wasn't going to do it again, I did it next week. When I said I'm not going to do it, but I'm still doing it. When I said, Lord, forgive me, and I turn back to him, he said, as many times you come back to me, I come back to you. My arms are stretched wide. I love you. So all we can do is really thank God for Jesus Christ. And without him, I would be hopeless like a penny with a hole in it. I wouldn't have nothing good for me. God would cast me away. But because of his goodness, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of who he is, we need to learn to worship God because of who he is. That's why he said, thank God my answer is in Jesus Christ. Because of who he is, I was worth dying for, and he's worth living for. Because of who he is. So until you know who he is, you will never get what you need to get in life. Until you know who he is, the author and finisher of your faith. Until you know who he is, the alpha and omega. You gotta know who he is. I'm trying to tell you, because I know who he is. If it wasn't for him, his grace, his mercy, my mind would be gone. I wouldn't have a marriage. I wouldn't have my health. I wouldn't have my strength. But it's because of who he is. Yes, my God. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you, God, for who you are. Amen. Can we give God a praise in this place? Thank you, God, for who you are. Father God, we thank you for who you are, oh God. 
I come against the spirit, oh God, of any kind of mental health, oh God. I come against any kind of spirit that has us tripping in our minds, oh God. Our minds control us, oh God, as, as much as we don't, I don't think about it, it's because we made a choice, we thought about it, those decisions that we made started with a thought, started with a seed of a thought, and then they became a choice, and then they became an action, Father God. So you know every struggle in our mind and our heart today, Father God, we come to get free. We come to say, thank God our answer is in you. That we need you, we love you, and you are our peace, our strength, you are everything. So Father God, we open up our hearts to you, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you wash our mind with the blood of Jesus, oh God. Your word declares, oh God, that you will create us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Your word says you will wash us, oh God, that we might be whiter than snow, God. I declare, oh God, that we need to be brainwashed this morning, oh God. And you begin to wash our brains and struggling with your blood. You begin to wash our brains and struggling with your word, oh God. You begin to wash us, oh God, and make us a new creation in Christ, oh God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new, oh God. We need you, oh God, to become new. So I pray, oh God, in my heart to your people today, Father God, whatever they stand in the need of, oh God. Arms open and ready to give you everything they got, oh God. Because you are there to help us, oh God. And we thank you and praise you for it, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. God praise, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you know, if you need to be saved, if you need to give your life to Christ, let today be the day. If, you, if you've been dealing with something, if you've been struggling, give it to Christ, what we're here for, to give it to Christ. Our minds are a trip and ain't nobody exempt. I don't care if you bishop, pastor, apostle, whatever you are, you got to deal with your flesh like everybody's got to deal with their flesh. So if you need something from Jesus, if you know you need something from Jesus today, make whether it's to be saved, whether you need a church home, whatever you need in the need of the day, maybe you need some prayer, whatever it is, we're here today. If you need something, God, I want the enemy keep you in your seat. If you know you need something from God, me and Lady Thomas, we would love to have you, love to help you and be whatever God has called you to be and encourage you in your gifts and your calling in life and help you along this path, whatever the case may be. But if you know you need something from God, I beseech you like Paul, don't, don't, don't stand in your seat. I always say, I don't want you going back home and feeling the same way you can. You should go to church and be uplifted. You should feel strengthened. You should feel better about going to next week. You should know that God's good and God got you. And God's going to help you. He's going to be your source. He's your strength. He's everything. So if you need anything from God today, whether it's to be saved, I don't know, maybe you can't really need to be baptized. I don't know what you're in the need of today. But don't go through it the same way. If you know you need something for God. I say this every week, those that know me know I don't stretch this out. Because I'm a firm believer, I can't scare you into heaven. Can't scare you, it won't. And if I gotta scare you, you don't want me there no way. You gotta scare me to go to your party, I don't wanna be at your party. You gotta threaten me to get there, I don't wanna be at your party. That's not love, that's abuse. And God is a God of love. He loves us so much, as you said earlier, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if you need something from Jesus, you need to be saved. You need to rededicate your life to Christ. Hey, I've been out the will of God. I just ain't been, I, I just ain't been living for God. I know Jesus, but I just ain't been there. Whatever the case may be, whatever you need, a special prayer, I want to make sure we extend the invitation before we get out of here. Everybody good? Y'all, you got the best shout, the best praise you got. Thank you,
that good and you been that kind. He's been everything to us, and we thank you, oh God.